It's Wednesday, February 21st, 2018. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. A week ago today, 19-year-old Nicholas Cruz opened up gunfire with an AR-15 at about 2.18 Eastern Standard Time in Parkland, Florida at the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, killing 17 and wounding many others while leaving an otherwise sleepy community in devastated shock. So many questions and so few answers. The New York Times released an article last Thursday, February 15th, by Richard Fawcett and Sergei Kovaleski entitled Nicholas Cruz, Florida Shooting Suspect, Showed Every Red Flag. What were those red flags? Well, those red flags including a diagnosis of autism, being adopted at a young age along with his brother by older parents, being orphaned again when his dad passed away when he was five and his mom passing away just last year, being ostracized by classmates and becoming a reject, and other warning signs include a community that seemingly wanted him dealt with but didn't want to seek to understand him. And all of this aftermath, certainly we have questions and and we want to see these types of things stopped. We we don't want to see these types of things continued. Governor Rick Scott of Florida even went as far as to promise that he would do everything he can to make sure that this never happens again. So the question remains, however, what can we do? What should we do? And what is our response to tragedies like this from a Christian worldview? Especially when in 2017, our country averaged over a school shooting per week. Oh, beloved, we have a tragedy in our day and age when there are school shootings after school shootings, evil after evil. What are we to do and where are we to look? Well, Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 5 through 10, the word of God says this. It says, thus says the Lord Yahweh, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness and in the uninhabited salt land. But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord Yahweh, whose trust is in the Lord Yahweh. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Oh, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? I, says God, the Lord Yahweh, search the heart and test the mind to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. So according to Jeremiah, gun control alone will not stop violence. As a matter of fact, we are cursed if we trust in the illustrious policies of man to solve this dilemma. The truth of the matter is we can't solve gun shootings. We cannot solve school violence by politics alone. Our politics cannot stop violence. Our politics cannot stop hurt. And our politics cannot heal our land. Oh, it is not man that can heal this land. It's not our policies. It's not our ideas. And it's not our ideals. 
No, look again at what verse six says. It says, the man who trusts in the Lord, right? He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Oh, if this is our current culture. We are parched and in the wilderness. We have immense prosperity. We have riches that are overly abundant. We have assets that are plentiful. We have weaponry at our disposal, right? We have the greatest armies in the world. Oh, but as a country and as a people, we have forsaken our God. And so we have racial discord. It's Black History Month, and we probably are living in a time with the most discord between races. We have violence. We have thievery. We have selfishness. We have complete anger. We have divorce rampant. Over 50% of all marriages are ending in divorce. We have abortion that is prevalent. Oh, beloved, the heart is deceitfully wicked and desperately sick. And who can understand it? Oh, so the question is, are we to be fatalist? Are, are we just to believe that this is what it is and there's no good to come of it? Are we just to believe that, that there's nothing we can do? Are we as Christians just to throw our hands up and say, eh, Adam and Eve brought in sin and there's nothing we can do? Oh, no, the verse in Jeremiah 17 continues. In verses 7 and 8, it says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and trusts in Yahweh who trusts in the Lord. Oh, he is like a stream. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and it's not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. We as God's people, we as a nation under God need to trust God. We need to trust in what he says and we need to do what he says. One of the saddest lines from the New York Times article says, uh, Mr. Golda, a neighbor of Mr. Cruz, said that Mr. Cruz at one point had gone to a school for students with special needs. Mr. Gold said kids were really picking on him and would gang up on him and beat him up a little. They ostracized him. He didn't have many friends. Well, I certainly believe, and the Bible certainly teaches, that man is accountable for his actions. I wonder what would have happened if the church had reached out and shown love, care, and concern for Nicholas Cruz. What would have happened if the gospel of grace could have been displayed? Oh, I'm not absolving Nicholas Cruz of evil, and he must stand trial for what he's done, both in a court of law here in the United States, but also ultimately in the court of heaven. But the question still remains, what could have been done if believers had reached out and manifested the gospel to this orphan who would have wrapped around a widow who was trying to raise two boys by herself? And what would have happened if the gospel of grace could have truly been displayed? laid in the life of this man. Instead of being ostracized, instead of being placed aside, instead of being pushed aside, what would have happened if the gospel could have taken root in his life? Oh, questions which we can never answer. Oh, these are questions we never could answer, but, but what, what would have happened? And would things have looked different if the church had taken an active role to help Nicholas's mother, Linda, a widow taking care of two boys? What would have happened if they had wrapped around this family, wrestling in prayer, 
looking at respite, helping her with two boys that were struggling, especially one named Nicholas. Beloved, here's the truth though. We are called to care for orphans, not because it's easy or comfortable. We're called to love on widows, not because it's convenient, but because when we display the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to them, it can begin to take root and change their lives. Please know I'm not ascribing fault and blame in the case of Nicholas Cruz. I'm not, I'm not putting at the feet of the neighbors or the feet of the people in the community that ignored him or ostracized him. But what I want us to do as believers is to dig deep and ask ourselves, what can we do to manifest the gospel to our current neighbors, to the poor around us, to the poor around the world, to the orphan in our neighborhood, to the orphan in our community, to the orphan in the uttermost parts of the earth, and to the widow around the corner that could just possibly change the trajectory of their lives from evil and parched places to good and fruitful places. You see, when we stand in the gap for foster children, we just might be keeping another kid off the streets and out of trouble. When we disciple and equip orphans overseas, either through adoption or orphan care, we might be training up the next leader who takes the gospel to to the nations, who takes the gospel to their nation and the uttermost parts of the earth. But no, this This call to care for orphans and widows in their distress, it will cost us our comfort. It will cost us our ease and it will potentially cost us our reputations. Oh, but it is what the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ calls us to do. James 1.27, pure and undefiled religion in the sight of God our Father is this, to look after orphans and widows in their what? Distress and to keep oneself unstained from the world. We're not called by God to look out for orphans that are sweet and and just the ones that are sweet and, and tucked away in nice little cribs in orphanages around the world, but we are called to reach into the distress. We are called to reach into the messy. We are called to reach out to the vulnerable. We are called to treat reach out to those that have been ostracized. We are called to reach out to those that are causing trouble because they have no one to stand up for them. Oh, God is asking us to plead on behalf of the orphan and the widow and to put our lives in action for them. The prophet Isaiah speaks of this hope in Isaiah 61 verses one through three, when he says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant to those who mourn in Zion, to give them a beautiful headdress instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a faint spirit, that they may be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Oh, beloved, what would it have looked like if someone had invested in the life of Linda and Nicholas Cruz? Oh, May we have had a different story written on February 14th, 2018, if the gospel of grace could have taken root in the life of Nicholas Cruz and could have been manifested by churches and manifested by leaders as they poured out into this poor, troubled young man. Oh, beloved, the Chinese character for crisis, it's a part of a character set that makes up two words, danger and opportunity. 
And that may seem perplexing and counterintuitive, but I believe it's utterly profound. You see, we have an orphan crisis in our country and in our world. We have the problem in the United States of pervasive fatherlessness. It's chronic and it's utterly dangerous. Over 50% of American children born this year will be born to single women. Oh, and nearly half a million children will spend the remaining days of 2018 in U.S. foster care. And beloved, this is a crisis. Oh, and and there are nearly 153 million orphans and vulnerable children around the world today. These children at best will be institutionalized in orphanages with less than half of a percent chance of ever having the opportunity to be adopted. At worst, these kids will sleep on the streets, be rejected, beg for a scrap of bread, and live and die without ever hearing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, beloved, 153 million orphans are an unreached people group, and this is a crisis. It's easy to see the danger in these crises, but do we have the, do we see the opportunity? Do we rejoice in the opportunity? Have we seized the opportunity? You see, the truth of the matter is our God is inviting us into these places. He's inviting us to care for the orphan and the widow and to ultimately see the gospel change their reality and change their story. Beloved, we have the opportunity to show the gospel of King Jesus to the aging out orphan through adoption. We have the opportunity to show the grace of our Lord to a woman struggling through an unplanned pregnancy. We have the opportunity to partner with churches here and around the world to proclaim a gospel to orphans and vulnerable children struggling with deafness or a need that seems unworthy. And we have the opportunity to show gospel reconciliation to children and biological families separated from one another through foster care. This is, there is no opportunity without crisis and impending danger. So the question is, will you seize the opportunity that the Lord has placed at your feet to faithfully follow Christ into the dangerous, perilous, and messy world of orphan care, foster care, and adoption? You have the opportunity to answer the call for every believer of James 1 and 27, which reminds us that pure and undefiled religion is to reach into the world of orphans and widows in their distress. And so, beloved, the question today On February 21st, 2018, a week after Nicholas Cruz walked into that high school in Parkland, Florida, the question today is, will you seize the opportunity to show hope and love to the Nicholas Cruz that's in your life so that the gospel can change him before he makes tomorrow's headlines? Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel to you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.